Welcome back, everybody, to Forgotten Heroes. It's me, Zach, and Chris, and returning Dylan. I swear we did not kidnap him. He showed up voluntarily somehow. He, he showed up voluntarily after being a guest spot on the Kang episode of all episodes, and he's back. Literal gibberish, you guys. Yes, we were talking about how the last time we brought Dylan, we brought him in on the head, most headache-inducing episode possible. Yeah, I mean, we've had a couple doozies since then, but at that point, Kang was definitely our most whirly-durly kind of episode. A big time. I think, I think what did we do? The, the episode after, we were like, we're taking a break and not having notes. We're just going to talk. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. Yeah, I think we, would, we did one of our trailer breakdowns after Kang. And so we were like, yeah, we wanted to give you guys a break. Yeah, I think that was how it went, which is fair. But yeah, yeah, still still kind of reeling from the, the, the Spider-Man hype and the trailer and all that stuff. And also some of the recent what if episodes, there's, there's a consistent antagonist for uh, the two most recent episodes of what if. I'm not going to say who it is because our, our friend Dylan here hasn't watched it. And if I say it, it's a gigantic uh, yeah. spoiler. Pumped for this um, like i know i'm a little bit late on the train here but yeah. you know it's i'm looking forward to it so i love just the the crazy daisy as we call it to uh all this just what ifs and what you're gonna do and all that stuff like, I mean, I, 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 you can tell i'm rambling because i love it so anyway yeah i mean there are crazier i say from those episodes those are the most mundane what ifs i think i've seen there have been crazier ones what if thor was raised by frost giants what if yeah what if spider-man was the punisher like right. what yeah, yeah, we get we get some crazy ones with comic accurates. Although I I will say that episode three, once again, not gonna say anything. They go in a nice, a fresh direction after the first couple episodes, and it's it's lots of nice fan service. You know, first episode I wasn't totally convinced. Second episode you get Chadwick Boseman, which is great. I think that's actually his final performance. That's not a spoiler, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's, it's he's mm. recorded for these episodes for yeah. these episodes before he died. So this series, this season of the series, because I'm I, if they don't do more, they're missing out, which I think they should. Oh, yeah. But this season of What If is the last performance of Chadwick Boseman. And they gave – this is also is not a spoiler because the, the, in, the hit, in his premiere What If episode, they had at the end, right before the credits, you know, dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. Because that was like – that's the big one that everyone was super hyped for to see that because that was the one we knew he would be in. Yeah. Any other appearances he's he might make, because there's rumors that he's make he's gonna make more. But any other appearance, it's like okay, he's but he's not the focus. Right. So yeah, this was very much his his sort of like kind of like his goodbye from Marvel, and it was it was surreal. So we hope he rests in power. But check out the What If series if you haven't. Uh, if you're like Dylan, you just haven't gotten on that train. No shame if you haven't. It took me practically a year to start falcon and the winter soldier and finish loki and everything like that but which to, to my knowledge you said you finished in a day oh i finished loki in a day when i got my subscription 100 percent. just sat, i had i had a day to myself i sat down i had all my work done and i was like i can be gross today so i was like i'm gonna be gross today and i watched every single episode of loki and it was phenomenal and i wouldn't have had it any other way so another also i mean because i don't think i don't know how much of a I already forgot how much of a shout out we've given this person with our last couple of episodes. I know we, we do. In our intro and outro done by Dylan's friend, uh, Mirnaj. Uh, again, I hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm pretty sure I might not you be. You are. You are. Okay, you are. Awesome. His iTunes link and Spotify are in the, 
in the description. Check him out. When I spoke to him, he's coming out with more stuff. I, last time I checked, he had maybe one or two songs, but I know he's coming out with more stuff. So give him a listen when you can and uh, you know, tell him that we sent you. He's, he's working on some stuff in the lab, I can uh, guarantee, as a, as a quote-unquote producer of his. Ooh. Big quotes. Just put big freaking quotes around that. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I just put executive producer. It's like, yes, I, I have the title, but I don't do anything. Exactly, yeah. What does exactly. the EP do anyways? There you go. You, you, you fill the void. That's what you do. Exactly. <laughs> like on so, this podcast. <laughs> <sighs> well, it looks like we had somebody else step in for the shoehorns for this episode. There. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> that was so good. Dylan, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, so this episode, we are talking about, we are going to go a little bit more multiversal with this. Not too crazy, but a little bit. We're only going to like one to like one other Earth other yeah. than Marvel Prime. Yeah, yeah. So um, we realized we kind of glossed over kind of a big hero um, who's had a bit of a resurgence in the past, well, three or four years, I think is when Ant-Man came out. So we're talking about Ant-Man and sort of like, the Ant family, I don't know if they have a cool sort of family superhero name like the Bat Clan or the Elves. Or At this point, like I'm call, I, for me, I'd call it the Ant Hill. The Ant Hill? Oh, that's good. Welcome. That's really that is good. both his base and how to describe his family tree because it's pretty, pretty, you know, and you have a little bit of, I don't, you know, a leaf bug in there. Yeah. Fun fact, I do know about that and they do put their eggs in ant colonies and then the babies leave at some point and they pretend like, Oh, I'm an ant. And then they're like, no, well, JK, I'm out. Yeah. Nature's wild. So welcome, Nature's welcome, weird. To, welcome to the, uh, the Ant-Man episode sponsored by BBC's life series and David. So yeah. Have you been reading anything since last I week? I have, before? I have actually, I have been uh, keeping relatively up to date with uh, Batman reptilian. And let me tell you, it's not disappointing in the slightest. The art style just like somehow seems to get crazier and crazier. Um, I think I spoke that I was reading about Batman Reptilian a few episodes ago. Um, and I was like halfway through the first issue. And the way that the first issue just ends on like a crazy note. And Batman just seems like more arrogant and a little bit more cocky. Um, and just like a little bit more brutal. I mean, it's a black label. So there's a certain amount of that that you're going to get. But at the same time, it is it's it's a crazy art style and it's just absolutely a, a joy to read. And I also have been reading through um, the Suicide Squad King Shark special edition that was given to me by my good friend Zach, who joins me on the podcast today. So I'm, I'm a bit today, of a sucker. I have it every day and every day, you know, <laughs> um, but today especially because we're here and we're now. But I, I, I have a bit of a soft spot for king shark and just sharks in general and it's like jeff like jeff oh, first of his name we love him <laughs> and yeah so i just love sharks in general but also it's it's nice to get like go back and forth um but i'm on more of a dc kick lately so i don't know what about you man what are you reading actually we i reread um one of my eternals graphic novels that i have and still kind of a bit of a headache for me of like what do you guys even do like what i know we spoke about them but again it's like you ex you just exist like what yeah. what do you do you don't do much and then i've also been me being the big nerd that i am occasionally reading my encyclopedias not fully because i know most of it but anything i was like i don't recognize that i'm gonna read that and then i just got i didn't 
and I don't have it yet as of this recording, but I got the books of the regrettable Su- League, League of Regrettable Superheroes and League of Regrettable Supervillains, and I can't wait to read that because I found the loot box version I have of the Heroes one, and apparently, for some reason, Peacemakers is Peacemaker is in that book, and I'm like, why Peacemaker? Well, now when you think about it, it's like why he's not a regrettable superhero. You gotta remember, like when he came out, it was pretty. And I know you and I spoke about him, Chris. Mm-hmm. I can understand why he did, why the first version is regrettable. Oh yeah, it's 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 just full on like goofy nationalism. It's absolutely insane. It's but like, yeah, I I would also like it to be to the extreme. Uh, I would also like it to be on the record as of this recording that I'm mad at Zach that he bought that because I was gonna <laughs> surprise him and get it for him after he got me all these really awesome comics for free comic book day and was like a super awesome thoughtful human being and I was just selfish and I was like I'll buy Zach a book and then I waited one day too long and we started this recording and he was like yeah I bought this book and I was like go fuck yourself uh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's where yeah, I, you know, like, jail. go fuck yourself, but hey, you're a good friend. But also go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> Listen, that's just – that's how me and Dylan would speak to each other at, sometimes at school. Right, Dylan? Yeah, I mean – I mean – I mean – I speaks for itself. <laughs> that was so uh, good. That was, that was perfect. I mean, there is a third one, I think, Chris, and – we've discussed i am pretty bad at of you know getting a gift honestly whether i have it or not you know if somebody surprised me with a gift and it's like i have the thing one i'm not gonna tell you i have it and two somebody's getting the older version (laughs) so i can keep the new one like me i didn't have a uh i believe you sent me the the dc encyclopedia the older version. i sent you the marvel one too you did send me the marvel one yeah i had a i had an older marvel one and you sent me the updated marvel one and then i gave my older marvel one to my cousin right so it it was like a a, a wonderful sort of like you know i had who who brings the mailman his mail type situation (laughs) i yeah i got the current marvel encyclopedia as a gift from something i can't remember from what family probably and then i'm like well crap i have two and then i'm like i'm gonna send one to chris sent so i sent him my the one that i that i bought myself forever ago still in pretty good condition i would say spine still attached (laughs) so that's something (laughs) and then i found the newer version of the dc encyclopedia and i'm like i'm gonna give chris the one that i have and chris i know we already went over this and how not so cryptic my text was to watch out in the mail (laughs) you were like watch out for something in the mail and i was like okay is this like i was like you need to tell me right now if you're gonna killing joke me i I need to know if i'm gonna be paralyzed in the next 24 hours i was like i feel like as as podcast buddies you kind of owe this to me (laughs) you know so i'm sure dylan is tired of hearing us talk Uh, so let's talk more but actually be on topic it's just we're just one big crazy family. And speaking of crazy families, <laughs> the Pims and the Van Dynes. That's what we call a segue. Fellas. That's what, what I call a shoehorn. <laughs> oh my god. You can tell Chris just, you're fired. Just <laughs> yeah, for real, it. dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up the headset right now. Holy crap, that was so good. No, I don't know anything about comics. Don't oh, come back. Way to spin it. Oh man, Dylan, you gotta come in. you gotta come on here more. Holy crap. As long as we didn't do any more Kangs. Anyway, no, we're done with that. We're <laughs> done with that guy. 
for, <laughs> that, for now. Just wait until the MCU gets a hold of him. No, fuck that guy. As Dylan expertly segued, we can get into it. So we're not talking about Scott Lang or his family. That might warrant another episode because even in the multiverse, it's still kind of a big family. So Hank, we're going to go with the prime, the first ever Ant-Man. So Hank Pym. What the movie doesn't give us what the MCU doesn't give us is that Hank Pym is a founding member of the Avengers. So from literally Avengers one, it was Iron Man in a, in a gold coloring of his first ever suit, Thor, Hulk, Wasp, Hank Pym, Ant-Man. And they all fought Loki because I don't know, Loki's a schmuck and they felt like making them fight him. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Hank as a child was a brilliant inventor. I mean, between him and Bruce Banner, yeah, they could probably solve the world's problems. And he's just spent most of his life being a, and I'm going to coin a term from back in the day, a freaking nerd. All right? <laughs> now it's cool to be a nerd. Back then it was not. So, yeah. you know, lab coat, pocket protector, that kind. He actually discovered a rare version of subatomic particles that he dubbed pin particles. You know, you discover something, put your freaking name on it, sign your work. on this one. <laughs> I <Yeah>. swear. <laughs> oh, don't even get yeah. you started. So just wait. We'll get you started on that. So mm-hmm. the pin particles can reduce one's size. And at the beginning, it was just shrink. Later, it became you can grow. Now, I'm not an expert on biology in any way, shape, or form. But to my knowledge, something there, the math doesn't line up. And that he should be either over, to my what I understand, either fr- get really cold when he expands his body or heat or get really internally hot when he shrinks when he reduces the size again this is comics that shit not gonna apply all right extra this is like extra dimensional pocket dimension stuff that just gives you more mass or takes away mass Uh i don't know it's comic books they're not gonna explain that he actually was first married to a woman named maria trovea i'm sure i butchered that um trovea it's it's you know ration raz type situation (laughs) that's always Mm. your excuse chris but which but it's it's and Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was about to say it's not unfounded. <laughs> it's not. Maria was murdered in Hungary, and then you know years down the line he fell in love with Janet Van Dyne, aka the Wasp. And I'm where, and I'm probably gonna speak about Janet at the same time with Hank because most of their stuff's intertwined. Janet was biogenetically modified after marrying Hank, or even before they got married. I think when they were dating. To be to be able to shrink, right, and have bio wings, or just wings when she shrinks, and shoot bioelectric bioelectric energy. What does that mean? I don't know. It just sounds fancy, honestly, and I can't blame them. It does. That they became duo of Ant Man and the Wasp. Hank had, as Dylan said, a freaking ego that he's like, I discovered pin particles. I'm gonna make the most advanced AI possible. Well, karma bit him in the ass. Because they, <laughs> I can hear the sigh already of like, oh, here we fucking go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like that's my own thing. Is that like once again, Ultron, one of the okay, quick soapbox and then I'm done. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Ultron, one of the coolest, be it like as it may, one note Marvel villains that we have out there wouldn't be here if Ant Man didn't have so much fucking hubris in the first place. Like seriously. The dude is just so fucking vain and arrogant, especially in, like, the OG comics, that he creates the world's most advanced AI and is like, yeah, it'll be fine. 
like hundreds of years before it's time. He's like, I can control it. This is all me. I got this. And it's like, you don't, boy. Like, not even close. And it, yeah, as Zach said, it bites him in the ass. And I won't spoil anything. But there we go. Yeah. Arrogant shithead. There. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to explain why it bites him in the ass. Because immediately, almost immediately after turning it on, right? Ultron's like, mm, no. Fuck humanity. Everything is everything is your fault. He, he, I don't know how he learned to hypnotize Hank from, because I've seen early pictures of Ultron one, and it's just more like a freaking. It, it, look, it looks like a fan. toaster. It, it, it looks like a giant it, fan yeah. pillar, right? That's it, what he looks like. It's, it's like a, so strange. Like uh, when with the MCU, like um, as the resident people that doesn't really read the comics way back in the day, or any of us really, the MCU portrayed Ultron as this like sleek, nice design, and like you look at these pictures, and it's just like okay yeah sure well that's, that's ultron literally one. just an appliance right yeah. <laughs> ultron one looked like a looked like a home appliance you are correct <laughs> in the movies they just went no he's gonna go from ai program to clunky mash together iron iron legion trash to immediately give himself a better body which listen that's actually how he evolved to the point that ultron one was kept hypnotizing hank pym and somehow by the time they he really escaped, like after he escaped, he became Ultron Five. So he went through two through four real quick. Yeah. And the, Hank mapped his own brainwaves and made an artificial intelligence out of it. Good for you. You probably should have seen a therapist before you went yep. and did this. And also because, because now that AI has all of your knowledge. Yep. Also all so, these problems. You're, we're gonna learn that Hank that doesn't really have the most stable of minds. No. Nope, he does not, because <laughs> being filled with such guilt for creating Ultron, who was, I could put him, in, I would put him in, like, top-tier Avengers villain. Top-tier villain of Marvel. Oh, yeah. Top-tier, mm-hmm. not as, like, he's one, really, or he's very difficult to beat. He's not always difficult. But the fact that he keeps coming back Longevity. stronger and yeah. stronger. It's like, I yeah. I was about to say. The fact that you he fight. evolves. Like quickly too. Yeah. And then also, so due due to the guilt of of making Ultron, who's become a problem, plus some unknown gas liquid that turns to a gas that's spilled in his lab, Pim gets a radical temporary personality change within him, basically giving him like giving him schizophrenia. Listen, early early comic books, they didn't sugarcoat shit, and they did not understand mental illness, really. Just look at all the Batman villains. So this personality took over Hank's body, and he became Yellow Jacket. Great suit, kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah. Somehow somehow Hank Pym turned into more of an asshole with his personality mm-hmm. change. Yeah. No, he just went from, like, I would say rude person to straight-up dick. Yeah. Murderous dick. Yep. Uh, yep. Yellow Jacket did not give a shit. No. Because he was actually court-martialed by the Avengers because during a fight with the Elf Queen, uh, Captain America was like, you don't really want to fight us. She's like, I really don't. I just want help with whatever the issue was at the time. And as Captain America was speaking to her, hey, Yellow Jacket came in out of nowhere and just said, surprise, bitch, and shot her in the back. Not with a uh. gun gun with, with you know, a pistol that shot bioelectric energy or something. And it's like, bro, seriously, we had peace talks going on. So they're like, yeah. we're, you're now going to be judged if you should stay with us or not. Cause in their, in kind of the consensus of the group, 
Yellow Jacket is different from Hank, mm-hmm. which they're not, they weren't wrong, but. If I was so, in the Avengers, I wouldn't cut him a slack. I'd be like, kick his ass to the curb. But that's just right. me. I think they just want to do it the right right way. Also, the writers just wanted to tell a story because yeah. he came up with this g- genius plan of sending a robot to attack the Avengers while he's being tried, beat the beat the robot, look like a hero, and they won't kick him out. Jan- Janet, his wife at the time, was like, that's a stupid plan. Don't do this. And, which resulted in the infamous pimp slap, or oh, as yeah. I like to call it, the pimp slap. Yeah, <laughs> the mm. pimp slap that everybody know at this point knows him for from the comics, which it was fun never fact, meant to happen. <laughs> it was not. Mm. It was a miscommunication between the writer and and the artist, and they just went fuck it, let's go with it. Yeah, it's it's very strange how like this one panel literally labeled him as a wife beater, and this kind of like rolled up to the point like I mean we'll get to like later on, but I won't spoil anything. But they. They've been trying to, like, you know, bring Hank back up after this for so long. And they and they really can. Like, yeah. I mean, and Chris is not the only one that feels uh, disdain towards Hank. And I guess the writers kind of felt like he would be better with his eventual fate, which, ooh, to foreshadowing later on. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate, but also in a very fascinating sort of case study in itself yeah. Yeah, i got plenty I, mean, you, of dis- I got plenty of disdain for pim but it also just like i have disdain and i think that just speaks to how well done his character is the fact that i yeah. can hate a piece of paper i'm just like you <laughs> suck and you're smart <laughs> and me and also at the same time i'm like good job marvel <laughs> you made yeah. a really good character Fair that's kind of how i felt like with how they most people which i know we i think you chris we've spoke about go a little bit off topic john walker and captain and Falcon Winter Soldier, people right. hated him. Obviously, people took it the wrong way, and they went after the actors. Like, no, they, you're not supposed to like him, and they wrote him correctly. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. So right. from from the Pim slap, yes, I'm calling it the Pim slap because why not? Jeez. This man likes to put his name on everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> so screw it. So from there, it just it, while it, yeah, you you think about it, it's like after decades, it's like you really shouldn't be. Part of his factor, but they never made it not canon. Right. So that, mm. so they're like, okay, it, we're not gonna, you know, sweep it under the rug, but we don't really want him to be the only thing he's known for. He's not. He's also made. He's also known for making the most homicidal uh, Skynet I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Pim. Put your name on that. Also, Janet. I mean, uh, being the Wasp, uh, at some point, she know like Janet can also grow like like hank killed to become giant man or goliath depending on what era oh, yeah. we're talking we about we didn't even go over the fact that this guy had two other personas before just, yellow jacket which was goliath think, and big man enough uh, uh, giant man i mean god man. <laughs> i don't even think they were really personas it was more like ant-man and AK, like he was both ant-man Ant-Man when he shrank giant man when he grew goliath when he's when he kind of stayed not really stayed at that height but he he grew more than he shrank and that was also with the yellow and blue outfit which was not a good choice no stick with the red my guy and then the personality shift to yellow jacket yeah 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 it's just it's just also kind of fascinating the fact that like i don't know he literally had all these personas just trying to figure out what he was doing what he wanted to do and he literally quite got schizophrenia after having all these mantles it just I, don't know. It, I think. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, and I think 
they allude to that in the movie because yeah. because I think Scott Lang is like, well, why don't you just put on the suit and sneak in there? And he's like, I can't because the pin particles of through year, even though he's wearing a protective suit over the years, using it so much has taken a toll on him, him mostly on his mind. And you see it, the main antagonist of the movie, I do forget his name. But Darren that version or something, whatever. But that guy, yeah. I don't, he's he's dead. Doesn't matter. He's not coming back. <laughs> but, so the movie's Yellow Jacket. He was around the pin particles unprotected. You know, he wasn't really wearing a protective suit while he was around them. So he is his men- mentality degraded quickly. Mm. So they do take a toll on people mm-hmm. when you're not wearing the protective suit. And honestly, back then, it's his first iteration of the suit. There's no way he took all these precautions. Yeah. The second version that they gave, he gave to Scott and the, the, another Ant-Man, but we don't like him, uh, was more protective than his first suit. Yeah, no, we're not talking about the Ant-Man 3 because he just sucks. Yep. We're never, never going to talk about him. He who shall not be named. Exactly. <laughs> so it's funny because at some point, I don't know when, but at some point somebody had the smart idea of, so we want to do the secret invasion thing with the scrolls. Who should we take? Who should we make a scroll? Hank Pym. Because nobody not? really is going to fucking pay attention to him. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, I, I'm going to refer to him as Scroll Pim. <laughs> that just makes it easier, honestly. Because so many different. This is just the Hank Pym episode. There's so many different versions of Hank Pym. I'm just realizing, like, we prepared for this episode and everything like that. But just the fact that there's, like, just so many different types of Pym out there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I, there's Hank, there's Yellow Jacket, and then there's Scroll Pym. That's the only way for me to really explain this next part oh, in a simpler way. So, Scroll Pym. At this point, obviously, after the slap, he was not married. Hank was not married to Janet. Like, uh, if she's smart, she got out of that real quick. Mm-hmm. But Scrolpim started a relationship with another superhero named Tigra. Yes, her name kind of says it all. It's what she is. She's a good tiger person. All right. Clever. Listen, the, not really. So <laughs> <laughs> while the, you know, this was after Civil War with the Avengers initiative of like you with all the Avengers in all 50 states. And if you want to be a superhero, you got to register and you got to go for training. This this scroll had a relationship with Tigra and he was like, this scroll was not just oh he shapeshifted into Hank Pym. It's like, no, they were genetically altered to look, sound, remember and have the same powers as, as the people they were replacing. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just I have the power. Not I'm not a super. Not just I'm a super scroll. I have multiple powers. Like no, those was a separate group. The infiltration group was genetically the same as the person they were replacing. Started a relationship with Tigra. Got Tigra pregnant. So Tigra's son is genetically also Pim's son. So it's a little tiger, tiger boy. Just a fun tiger fact. Ant. Like, yeah, there you go. That's just a fun. God no. That's just a fun little fact that even I didn't realize for a long time. And then I went, yeah, whatever happened to that? Oh, no, it's technically yours, Hank. Yeah, something that you didn't think about. Well, I mean, he was kidnapped by aliens. not his fault, I guess. Anyway. True, true. Mm. After he got back from the being in, uh, kidnapped by the Skrulls, he found out that Janet at this point was dead. Probably okay. was somehow uh, Skrull Pim's fault. I don't know. <laughs> I don't blame everything I don't, on Skrull Pim. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, honestly, I don't really remember everything that happened after the civil war in the comics mm. there's a lot of a lot of stuff that just kind of went over my head of like i know the civil war i know avengers initiative anything in between that if it wasn't in the main in the main book i have no idea so i don't know when she died but it's comic books you're dead do you want to yeah, hear a spoiler sure she's, go ahead she's not dead 
Yeah, listen, it's dun, dun, dun. comic books. <laughs> <laughs> unless your name is unless your name is Ben Parker and you're in one universe, you you can come back to that's you, true. You can come back to life. Yeah, no, no, the only I mean, one, the only mean, one yeah. stay dead is Ben, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And only in yeah. name of the universe. Other universes, he lives. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's revealed later that she's trapped in the microverse. So. Yeah. Right. Yes, <laughs> in the microverse, and yeah, I know microverse. Yes, there's like a universe within our universe. It's past all subatomic particles like they showed you in ant-man and the wasp hulk also took a trip down there i don't know why and i don't care <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever totally fair yeah so hank became the wasp to memorialize her right to memorialize janet good for you again he had a comic book and i don't think people gave a crap yep. yeah yeah no so he has to like yeah he so hank formed avengers academy to aid super teens after Norman Osborn, who was in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time, renamed Hammer. And no, it actually doesn't stand for anything. He just thought it sounded cool. You know, he tried to manipulate those kids. These would include, like, Metal, Hazmat, Reptile, I believe was one of them. So he formed, like, you know, Avengers Academy to both study them and see how they how they're if they're stable not surprising not every not everybody there was stable genetically or mentally shocker i know and then uh, you know he actually like dylan said so realized that uh janet was in the microverse which is great and it, and he also learned he had a daughter nadia with the, from nadia. the first wife mm-hmm. uh good for her that she exists she's part of the all new all different marvel stuff love her she's actually really cool yeah I believe she might be the inspiration for Hope in the movies. It's also, the inspiration is another character we're going to talk about. But Pim's ultimate fate, we'll see how long this sticks, is he's dead. How is he dead? Well, his his creation kind of said, Dad, fuck you. Also, I'm going to trick you into merging with me, and I'm going to wear your skin. Oh, yeah. And that is going to segue perfectly into the next part of this very weird ant-man episode where we talk about ultron right? no he was so, not made by tony stark and and bruce yeah. banner and the mind stone and whatever that is mcu canon only yeah we got ant-man who created ultron in the actual marvel universe so first before we jump ahead to where zach so lovingly told us what happened to hank pym because he had to um ultron himself has got a lot of models that's what we were sort of discussing is that he starts off as just sort of like a home appliance. And from there, essentially just like evolves in, in a crazy virus spreading type fashion. Um, Ultron's also noting for creating the vision as being his successor from the body of the original human torch Android and the brainwaves of wonder man. Uh, Ultron also made uh, Jocasta, Jocasta as a bride. Jocasta. It's Jocasta. And Mm. uh, modeled her mind after Janet Van Dyne's, which is kind of icky. But the fact that it's Hank's consciousness, you know, it makes sense, but still icky. He also turned Stark into a woman at some point. Yeah, so it was really, that was hilarious to me. I remember when I read, when I saw that. The Avengers fighting some monsters, no big deal, whatever. At some, for some reason, in the middle of the fight, Tony Stark's armor just go, goes through a metamorphosis, and both Tony and the armor merge to become something different, and it's, first off, it's a fully naked woman who just pops out of there. And then we find out that it's Ultron. Because <laughs> also the woman resembled Janet a, a little bit, and it's just like, oh, this is Ultron. It's like, okay, to me, it's really funny. 
It's like at some point Ultron came up with this idea and said, yeah, that's a good idea. The fuck? Yeah. Also, the fact that he chose Tony to do it is perfect. Mm, <laughs> it, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, it makes sense. Take take his maintenance and just sort of put her there type thing. But um, Ultron's been around, not only from turning Tony Stark into a woman and making weird copies of his lover who wasn't actually his lover because his consciousness isn't his own. He's fought in Secret Wars. He's been made by the Beyonder. Um, it's a battle between good and evil. He's created a cyborg boy named Victor Mancha, made him and his Victor's mother sort of together in that, who was formerly a drug mule. And I mean, Ultron's all over the place. That's the thing. So it's like tough to talk about him. But since we're talking about him with relation to the Ant-Man story arc, we get to talk about that specifically. Because more often than not, Ultron, even though he is like a very longevity-centered type character, simply because he just keeps coming back, like we mentioned, he is usually just like a one-note type thing. But if we sort of jump forward into the Rage of Ultron storyline, that is when we are seeing the Avengers fighting a version of Ultron in the past. It's speculated to most likely be Ultron 7. We don't really have a confirmation. It doesn't really matter. He attempts to access nuclear weapons in order to destroy humanity in the name of his father, Hank Pym. And there's sort of a battle that ensues. Ultron ends up sort of escaping with part of his plans, but not all of it. And so Hank follows him as Giant Man. And he ends up entering his base of operations and to sort of talk to him as a distraction while the Avengers sort of hunt down and take out the nukes. And there is sort of a conflict that ensues between Vision giant man and ultron and from that ultron is merged with hank pym like zach says and the process kills hank himself but causes ultron to develop a personality as if the two have merged mentally as well so pym's body is still kind of up and around and ultron's using that but at the same time pym is essentially no more um, and, you know, there's sort of like an initial realization where Ultron loses it and sort of flees in horror because he realizes what he's become. And he spends like months in solitude and his personality eventually starts to simulate Pym and they sort of become one and the same for a while. Um, he uses this, the fact that he's in Pym's body to sort of trick the Avengers at one point in order to sort of like gain their trust and join the ranks and like sort of enact his evil sort of plan. And yeah, it's, it's, it's lovingly dubbed. Uh, of course, now I'm starting Zach, help me out. What do we call the, the, the Pym? Pymtron. Pymtron. Thank you. I knew it was something like that. I, I almost want to say ultra Pym. And I was like, that's not right. But yeah, <laughs> we get like a nice little Pymtron throw together. And it's, I don't know. I feel like, to quote the biggest baddie yet of the MCU, it was inevitable. You know, if you like sort of think about it, it's I, I love it as an arc, honestly. Like it's not it's not over by any means. It's still very much evolving. But the fact that Ultron and Pym are kind of like one in the same now, I think is 100% a metaphor. Mm -hmm. And also just like in and of itself, a weird dynamic character and a completely different type of threat that we haven't really seen in comic books before. Sure, we get Srulls, right, who are masquerading as somebody completely different. But this is, like, essentially, like, a consciousness merging with, like, man and machine. And sort of, like, the madness from both of them playing off of one another and it, like, turning into a whole other animal by itself. And it's just... I don't know. I think it's rad, honestly. Right? I um, have to say, Chris, that 
for me, this you're right. Like this is in a way inevitable, but also because they were like, well, we got to make Ultron more more than a one one trick pony of I want to destroy all life. Because right. even in an alternate reality, Age of Ultron, he did, which mm-hmm. I believe the beginning of that. I remember reading it. I have it. And now I want to reread it. Beginning was kind of like, okay, somehow Ultron reactivates himself. Age of Ultron happens. And then more time travel shenanigans happen. And then they prevent that from ever happening, which if you've noticed by now, you travel back in time. You just made a branch. You didn't really stop the branch you came from. You just made yeah. a branch where it didn't happen. You're but, just adding on to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that was kind of like a, a loop. I guess the age of Ultron thing, mm-hmm. but in secret empire, which I don't give a shit who you are. That was a good story. You oh, just yeah. don't like bad guy, Captain America. Yep. <laughs> some just some strong, about your... strong feelings about that. Zach. I mean, <laughs> honestly, just like, if you don't like bad guy, Captain America, grow up Honest, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with Zach on this because we have so many bad guy, Captain Americas that just have a different name. We right. have so many bad guys in the Marvel universe that are Steve Rogers that aren't named Steve Rogers. Exactly. Like, seriously, like, if you have a problem with bad Captain America, grow up. Like, yeah. find a different comic book. Seriously. Like, <laughs> we have tons of them. Like, you're, like, seriously, literally read any other comic book. You'll find something you like. Like it's Exactly. Pretty... But in this story, Pimtron, I will continue to refer to him as that until they get separated, which, let's be honest, they might. He had his own little kingdom during all this. Everybody was, the Avengers and Hydra were leaving him alone, but they're like, all right. Well, now we need to go speak to him because he's something we all want. First off, it's really funny. They all break in and then he captures them all and he, him acting like Hank, because like you said, Chris, the merge kind of messed with Ultron's own personality and his own mentality that it like he gave it away. And I don't really want to say this, but I don't know how else to explain it. Ultron gave himself schizophrenia. Yeah. But the only two per- the only two personalities in there are Hank and Ultron, and that's it. Thank God I don't ever want to see Yellow Jacket again. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but he had both teams for like they were like, oh, I'm so glad you guys could join me for dinner. They're at like a recreation of Avengers Mansion in wherever Ultron was. Meanwhile, everyone's obviously you know strapped to the chairs and they can't move. But he's acting like, oh, we're all friends. We're here for dinner. And he had, first of all, he has a robot butler that he named Jarvis, yeah. modeled after the butler of the Avengers, which is hilarious. And they're talking. And then the AI of Tony Stark, because at this point he was in a coma, insults him and just and brings up the, the wife beating incident, right? And Hank goes, I, I discovered him part. Like he gets pissed off. And grows because it's it's Hank Pym. He's also you know I don't care. It's like oh, I mean I may be Ultron, but I can still do my still I still got Pym yeah, particles. Still got his powers, his consciousness. Giant man there. thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he went. I've discovered Pym particles. I invented you know the most advanced ro- AI imaginable. I've done so much, and that's the only thing anybody seems to re- remember me for. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> is great. And it's like and it's like. It's okay. such a mirror of actual life. It's not even funny with this, I, with the comic. It's oh, yeah. so, it's so just like what they did with this character. Like you said, Chris is just, this is, this is a great thing. They like, they took this whole miscommunication thing and just made such an interesting character with such a like a dichotomy. I don't know what the term was of like I think all these. Would work. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just all of this. I mean, this guy, he came up with the Avengers. He founded them with some of the founding members. He like one of the most popular and powerful teams out there. And like all he's remembered for is this one thing. And in canon, like it's just I don't know. Like I just agree with you a hundred percent. Like they 
they turned this around. They made it such an interesting character. I mean, you may not like him, no. but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, but the thing is, like, everybody loves a bastard, whether you're Jon Snow or whether you're Hank Pym, like, <laughs> in, in one turn or another, you know. And so that's a nice little sort of explanation. And that brings us to another piece that I want to talk about. I'm not going to talk too much more about Ultron because, once again, there's a lot of stuff going on. But I do definitely want to sort of drop into this episode the Infinity Countdown. Um, I was hoping Ultron. you were going to say that because that that, that was dude. Listen, I don't like. The Infinity Wars, the one with the folding of the universe, I was interesting. I don't think I didn't really like the quote unquote villain, mm-hmm. right? I didn't like that. That's just right. me. All right? right. But everything else, totally fine. Infinity Countdown, I mean, there were certain things that it was like, I think they had one where it was just the Guardians and they were with the Power Stone and all it was, they're fight, you're fighting the Gardener and Drax is using the Power Stone, but also meditating i don't know what the hell's going on it's cool but this one that i hope you're about to reference is was really cool oh yeah no in uh, infinity countdown is a great little arc where sort of ultron learns that the infinity stones return and he starts his own little crusade to essentially collect them and there is a whole big huge chain of events and just like a ripple throughout the universe from this one little series I mean, it's not little, it's huge in every sense of the word, you know? I mean, there's, like, Infinity Stones issues, and then there's Infinity Countdown. Because, like, Infinity Countdown stands, in my mind, stands aside. So to give you just sort of, like, a quick little rundown, I'm not going to tell you guys all of it, simply because I think it's so great that, like, if you know about Pimtron, read up on Pimtron a little bit, and we'll give you recommendations at the end here, and then just, like, go to Infinity Countdown. Because it's such a great experience, first time for you to go into it. So the beginning of it, once again, he learns of the Infinity Stones, he's collecting them, and he ends up sort of, like infecting a race of aliens with uh, like his virus the space stone is involved wolverine's in there we have him stealing the soul gem from a character who i'm not going to tell and he steals it in like a crazy gruesome way it we have like connotations that happen to pym the little pieces of pym that are left within ultron based on his actions with the infinity stones and it's just like adam warlock shows up we get silver surfer galact like every the big heavy hitters show up yeah 100 percent. and it's just like i i I just i just want to drop it down in here i knew i was going to bring it up in recommendations but i want to make sure to just give it a couple minutes just to be like go read this issue like especially with just like this is very much like a pentultimate sort of uh arc in my mind for pimtron and it's yeah it's done so well and it just once again reinforces his character in a weird and sort of brutal way but that's all i'm gonna say about that because the rest (laughs) of that is just so good that i don't want to spoil it oh my god i i mean like again while ultron might be when you get down to it he's a one-trick pony he's only got one goal mm-hmm. now that he's Pimtron, i really hope that they do more with him like they were so powerful that that the avengers tried to after he masqueraded as pym like oh i took over the bot i i got in control and then he's like well jk i i didn't he he did they the avengers threw him into the sun and he just sat in a i don't know what to me seemed like it was like a air pocket in the sun and he was just sitting in there for a while and he was talking to himself he's like now we're just gonna wait and i'm like yeah. what the hell is happening we're just gonna <laughs> chill let him think i'm done mm. nope he was not done mm. but the the quote-unquote son of hank pym 
Not as I would say not as good as the daughter of Hank Pym. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, there's a segue. That's a segue shoehorn, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> uh, we we're we're trying. We're trying. And now I'm starting to think maybe next time we have you, Dylan, we'll have you talk about somebody. I mean, I oh, can maybe. if you want me to. I I know the general about what we're about to talk about next. Yeah. I would say you know what. You do it. You can speak about Nadia. Oh, we're doing it live. Please, please forgive me if I get any of this wrong. Uh, Please jump in and just take the mic from me (laughs) if this goes awry. Anywho. Anywho. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Nadia Van Dyne. Okay. So like uh, Zach said before, Nadia was the daughter of Hank and his first wife, Maria Tripp. Did, did we figure out what her last name? Trav, Travaglia? Travaglia? Travaglia. Because it's written and it's never been said. It's mm. it's however you want to pronounce it in my mind. Travaglia. Yeah. Um, One of those. Like, yeah. Yeah, like we said before, uh, on their honeymoon in Hungary, she was thought to be killed by some foreign agents. Apparently, she had some sort of shady past or something other. I don't actually know the details of that one. So she was presumed dead. But before she died, she actually gave birth to Nadia, who goes missing and is picked up by the Soviets and raised in the Red Room. The Red Room is a facility uh, the same as uh, Black Widow was raised in. It's a... um, Soviet training facility for spies slash superhumans, you know, and the like. So, yeah, she grows up not knowing who her parents are or really who she is to a particular point. But ironically enough, the only reason she escaped the Red Room was with black market pim particles. So irony at its finest, really. It comes full circle. Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. First off, also, Hank, you might have wanted to get on that shit concerning the fact they're selling your crowning achievement on the black market. Why is it so easy to get? <laughs> yeah, for real. The fact that she can just, like, find this and is like, all right, I'm done, and just, like, dips is a little bit of a problem, I feel like. Oh, God. I'm sorry, it... but it's like, black mega vibranium. You know the, what kind that's going to be on their asses for that. Oh, yeah, dude. But I... black market pin particles? Nah, nobody's going to care. <laughs> Except I mean, that... Yeah, I mean, during this time he was, you know, I think he was with the Avengers during this time. I don't know, the timeline is fuzzy. I think he probably too busy. Too busy. Mm. (laughs) I mean, Nadia eventually, um, well, finds out her dad is quote unquote dead. As we said before, it's just because he's fused with Ultron. And basically goes like, well, mm, I'll guess I'll become a superhero and actually builds... um, a wasp uh, suit out of uh, his uh, old Ant-Man suits. Fun fact, she actually calls herself, I, this is Russian, I'm going to get it wrong, Aura? O-R-A? Anything? Anyway, that's just, it's Russian for wasp, in case you're curious. Smart. And this is literally independent. It's like, this is independent from knowing her, quote-unquote, stepmother, Janet, who came up with the name wasp and it, completely separately, which they actually meet and she actually takes up the last name Van Dyne because of uh, her close relationship with Janet later on. Yeah, um, they, they have a really great. Adventures. They have a really great relationship, honestly, and they have like a really nice sort of like reuniting moment where they, I think, they end up like diffusing a bomb or something like that, 
and she, you know janet sort of like sees herself and nadia and is like you know what yeah like you can pick this up this makes sense she was like i feel like i feel like you're my daughter and sure enough yeah, in a way in a way weirdly enough it is kind of full circle i mean think about it i mean like the, the, the i mean if I'm looking closer at Nadia's story, I mean, you know it's comics, but you've got to admit there's a lot of uh, just, look, by coincidence, she escaped the facility with Pym Particles. Mm-hmm. She came up with the name Wasp, but not without knowing. And I don't know, maybe maybe it's like the whole fate thing. I don't know. <laughs> That's their excuse would be the fate thing. Mm-hmm. The fate thing. Oh, you know, a comic, deus ex, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. We're trying about. to tell a story. How did they? Why would she come up with that name? I don't know. It sounded good. All right. Well, it's like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, the first was a perfect example. The first ever comic book of Thor. It's like, oh, Donald Blank just happened to go to a, had go to this one area. Oh, here come aliens. I'm gonna run into this cave. Oh, there's a stick here. Slam it on the ground. Boom. You're Thor. Why? 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 When did you think to do it, to go there? Yeah, right. It's it's as Dylan said, it's just deus, <sighs> deus ex machina. That's what it is. It's just how it works. Yeah, I mean, uh, through all of the madness within Ant-Man, whether it's clinical or not, I really feel like Nadia is very much a shining light within this family tree. She's she's she she redeems the the Van Dyne as well as sort of the Pym name in a couple different aspects. She's much more I don't know, she's just aligned in a better way than Hank is and is also like a different, younger, fresher take on Janet that's also very much like has her own style. And so I think it's I yeah, I mean as as far as like really, really good guys within the Ant Hill family um, I think look look no further than Nadia. I'm um, very glad that we're gonna keep calling them that. Oh, that's yeah, it's the thing. Co- coin that term. Do it. We're, we're doing it right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coining it. I'm never gonna refer to anything else. Mark the date. And so yeah, I think she's also very capable too. Like that's the thing. And Nadia is in stark contrast to who we're talking about next, who is Hope Pym, and I believe she's from Earth 982, mm-hmm. uh, which is referred to as mc2 yeah mc2 and she is the daughter of hank and janet and she is a twin to another member of the pym family henry pym jr who we're going to talk about next big man um, and- big man <laughs> we love the big man big man is also very much a shining light but we'll, we'll get there when we get there and hope becomes obsessed with the new avengers appearance and she claims that they were disgracing her father who at this point, you know, is essentially dead, and her mother, who dies shortly thereafterwards, she uses her family's fortune to arrange for uh, somebody named Ion Man to kill Cassie Lang, which is Scott Lang's daughter. Which, you know, if you see the MCU, you're familiar Ion with that. Man. Say again. To my knowledge, I think she creates Ion Man, yeah, like how she does. like how her dad made Ultron. Yeah, yeah, it's a very sort of like, yeah, it is. It's not far off at all from making mm-hmm. Ultron, except that Ion Man is a complete and utter failure compared to Ultron's longevity, and she <laughs> that doesn't really work out. And she arranges for the formation of the uh, Revengers. So, <laughs> we get, so yeah, so we're, yes, we're full, uh, we're full circle with Taika Waititi and Thor Ragnarok. If you're familiar, I with love, I do love that he put just the name in 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 the movie. Yeah. But in the comics, this this would be the crew that I think of when I hear that name. Oh yeah. And they are just the first off, it include, and I just want to run down a little bit of who these people are. Cause it's pretty, it's pretty damn funny. Of like, cause it's, 
it's they they all have ties to previous Avengers members because MC2 is supposed to be like, okay, yeah, you still got Spider-Man, you still got Captain America, but they grew up. Now you have a new generation. You have their kids or their relatives. Like, I know we spoke about a Spider-Girl. We spoke about Spider-Ling. This is a universe where Peter Parker had a different daughter and named her Mayday Parker. Yeah. Right? So this is the the universe of passing the torch. But Hope Pym, I don't, I get, I start, I'm thinking she inherited some not so good qualities from, from her dad. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean her, like, her super villain name is the red queen. I mean, there's gotta name, be a little, way. little, yeah, sick name, but there's gotta be some ego behind that one. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean there you go. that like the crew that she has is first off, there's somebody named killer Watt, awful name. You got Hudson Logan, you got Saberclaw, you got Wolverine's son, who already has a half sister. Yeah, he's got a half sister who's part of the Avengers. You got Magneta, the daughter of Magneto. Clever. Another clever. Yep. It's literally just Magneto's outfit. It's literally just what if Magneto was a girl? Like, that's how she looks. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, we're going to form the Avengers and we're going to we're going to beat them up and we're going to take over the Avengers name. Obviously, don't don't worry. Uh, no, it doesn't really work. It starts to work. Um, they're actually they attack the Avengers mansion. They capture Tony Stark. They capture Scott and Cassie Lang. They capture Jarvis. They captured Hawkeye, aka Clint Barton. They actually end up torturing Cassie Lang. And once again, Hope's plan is to kill off the Avengers. Um, but her twin Henry, sweet sweet big boy, ends up betraying her because all he really wanted to do was show them that they just weren't able to make the cut and that they were washed up and that the Revengers were taking their place. So realizing that Hope is planning to kill what's left of the Avengers, he betrays her and ultimately stops her from hitting the self-destruct button on the Avengers mansion and foils her plan. And yeah, it is just absolutely ridiculous. This is like an evil evil version of Hope from the MCU, basically, if you want to sort of like make it that way. And sort of this is the character that Zach mentioned earlier that we definitely had a little bit of inspiration for Hope's character within the MCU. CU. Obviously, she's much nicer um, and not quite as egotistical. But yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting little. Yeah, it's it's an interesting little nod off of sort of what we typically see with this family. And like we have just full blown villain at this point. Like we have Hank doing it for a time, but like this is tried and true. Started a villain, ended a villain state of villain type thing so we we really come <laughs> really we push it all the way to the black with this one you know we got a little bit of gray we got some white we got lots of gray with hank but um, as mm-hmm. far as the, the gray scale of good and evil we are all the way over with hope um, yeah. unlike henry no henry henry to me like there really isn't much as dylan said his his code name is big man so what does that tell you <laughs> he mostly grow okay so he took over his dad's giant man persona basically all right fine but he's not really that i wouldn't really say he's even that much of a bad guy he kind of was just mostly following what his sister was doing yeah and not uh i'm not saying he's he's dumb i wouldn't say he's dumb but he's he definitely wasn't the smartest of the two of the twins so he kind of just followed what hope was doing he's like all right you want to take off okay but i think but thank god he drew the line at killing he's like what we're not i don't want to kill them I just want to mm-hmm. prove to them that I should be on the team or I should be an Avenger or they, they don't, you know, prove to them that you're right. Why you got to kill? 
And it's funny because I would say, and I remember reading this, this was in the backup issue of um, Battle World stuff from this God Emperor Doom Secret Wars. The Red Queen got this, this I'm pretty sure she, she had to be Asgardian. This woman named Enthrala, and if you're not related to the Enchantress in any way, shape, or form, I'm disappointed. Got her to mentally dominate the Avengers, right? Which was which was a big crew, which was um like the son of son of Juggernaut. You have Thunderstrike, you got Saberclaw, you got Stinger, you got the Cassie Lang, you got Warp, right? You got these for them the heavy hitters and the Dream Team, which was American Dream. Sharon Carter, uh, relative of Peggy Carter, and took and I got I don't even know if she really is related to Steve Rogers, but she took over the Shield. You know, Freebooter. You got Crimson Curse. You got Blue Streak. They dominated them to beat up to take down Spider Woman, Mayday Parker. She almost won. She was just like, and then I'm just gonna leave everybody here and blow them up. She fucks it up. I don't know how they fuck it up, but they yeah, fuck it up real. when the when the new warriors show up. And I'm just gonna name off these people: Buzz. Son of J. Jonah Jameson, Raptor, Lady Hawk, the Green Goblin, first off, superhero in this universe. Love that. Yeah. Kane and Dark Devil. And I'm like, Hope, did you not plan for these these people? There's no way you don't you didn't know this was a team. Yeah, the one the, the big glaring loophole that she should have thought of. Mm. I, I mean it does it does kind of illustrate the um dichotomy of her father um from the other universe. Henry and Hope kind of show that to like weirdly enough the two sides of Pim really the sort of the yellow jacket egotistical one who makes up dumb plans such as you know making a robot to uh you know destroy the Avengers this is just the same sort of thing just with a different coat of paint then you have Henry who is more of like a good boy while just more more like going along with things but also having such a core sense of justice and that's why he stopped his sister and and it just kind of shows like these two twins are yeah two halves of their father in some sort of way and it's a nice little you know trying to show what the what kind of the message is between um the gray areas of pym so yeah i would say these these guys are kind of like the physical manifestations of the the like you you just said the gray areas of of pym i mean we could we could perfect talk to the freaking ants turn blue about the about these guys yes i just tried to make a stupid ant pun i'm sorry (laughs) i liked it that was good so are we gonna get (laughs) i mean i don't know how else to really segue into our recommendations for this because you know we could talk about this forever as many as much as you know ants are in existence and that's billions of them but you did it you You got there yay (laughs) thank you i swear chris is rubbing off of me and it's not it's not a good thing (laughs) i'd love that i'm taking a back seat for this episode and just my madness is i clearly dylan already had it but it's definitely infecting zach (laughs) i hate you so much right now (laughs) but you want to read about pim jr spider girl volume one issues 58 66 and a spattering thereafter 73 77 78 93 95 96 spider island volume one so this one is a little tricky this is spider island uh war zone so this is related to not the it's not like a big big issue it should be like a smaller one so if if you'll say like spider island and a war zone somewhere that's part of the secret wars so spider island volume one issues one two two three and five yeah, this is not the, this, is a, this is not the big Spider Island that I always shout out. This is a bit of a different one. Yeah, this is like a I would say like a just a multiverse tale. 
Yeah. Really. Hope, Pym, the Red Queen, A Next, Volume 1, Issue 7, 10, and 2. Avengers Next, Volume 1, Issues 1 and 4. Last Planet Standing, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 5. American Dream, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 5. The same thing to Spider Island, War Zone, but she mostly appears in Issues 3 to 5. Uh, Nadia, All New, All Different Avengers, Volume 1, Issues 9, 10, and 12. Unstoppable Wasp, Volume 1 and 2. Avengers, Volume 7, Issues 1 through 8 and 11. Secret Empire, Issues 6 through 9. I think it's, it's volumes two, three, and four. Thank you. She's very much like involved within the champions sort of arc. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, volume one, issues one through five. I believe that's going to be with Scott Lang. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's not that's not Hank. You're going to get a different Ant-Man there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ultron. This motherfucker is everywhere. Honestly. Everywhere. Yeah. This is a this is a heavily condensed list of where he is. Yep. So Marvel's. But I'm going to give you some, we're going to give you some good, really key ones. So Marvel's superheroes, Secret Wars, the first one ever, right? He played, because he plays a pretty good, play, pretty big role there. West Coast Avengers, volume two, issues one through seven. Infinity Countdown, volume one, issues one through five. So good. Annihilation Conquest, volume one, issues one through six. That one's pretty, pretty good. I, first off, he's in space. He's not even fighting the Avengers. Yeah. Mighty Avengers, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 6, 15, and 33 to 36. And Age of Ultron and Rage of Ultron, right? Like that, that that's was... What you, yeah, that's what you want to look for if you're interested in Ultron, definitely. You're going to get, you're going to get Pimtron, you're going to get Ultron by itself, you're going to get the Infinity Stones, that's like, that is the meat and potatoes of Ultron right there. And it's all relatively recent, too, except for, yep. you know, the superhero Secret War is the first one ever. That's like, old, old. And then... For Hank and Janet, there's a lot really for them. They, you know, they're paired together. But mm-hmm. event, I would say Avengers Initiative, Tales of Suspense, Tales to Astonish, Avengers, the first one ever, yeah. obviously, like that. Volume like, one. Not, yeah, volume one of that. There's really not like they're even they appear even more, right? These two, but they're all like over I the said, place. Some of some of their older stuff you're gonna find best in a digital copy. Right. Yeah, and then the uh, Avengers Initiative specifically for Hank or Scroll Pim and oh Avengers No Road Home mm, that's yeah, also that's pretty good, good. and uh, yeah I think that's going to do it for the Ant family the Ant Hill Jesus I love yep. how we've come up with that that's perfect yep. so Dylan thank you for joining us once again of course of course so join us next time for another comic book character <laughs>